Welcome to the official podcast of Apostolic Lighthouse. We'd like to thank you for listening today. We pray this message blesses you and encourages you to see that God is working in your life. Enjoy the message. Praise God. I'm going to read one verse before you're seated. Revelation 22, verse 17. Revelation 22, verse 17. Which is, this This verse is only five verses from the end of the Bible. Because there's only 21 verses in the book, uh, in the chapter 22 of the book of Revelation. So this is five verses from the end of the Bible. And the Spirit and the Bride say, Come, and let him that heareth say, Come, and let him that is a thirst come, and whosoever will, let him take the water of life freely. Amen. Praise God. Powerful verse. Amen. The Spirit, of course, is God. The Bride is the church. Amen. And we have now we are uh, we are we are one church, a part of the bigger church in this world. Amen. But the spirit moves with the inside and with the bride. Amen. So every time we come together in this house, really the spirit and the bride are saying, come on, there's plenty of room. Come on, everything's going to be good. Come on, join the, the Lord's team. Amen. Be a part of his church, his kingdom. Praise God. Amen. And I want to preach on the subject, come as you are, but leave the way he wants you to be. Come as you are, but leave the way he wants you to be. Clap your hands and you may be seated. Praise God. Praise God, praise God, praise God. Come as you are, but leave the way he wants you to be. Amen. Now, God's arms, as we see in that verse, whosoever will, come on. That means anybody, amen, is welcome to come and get the water of life. Praise God. Could be a neighbor, could be an enemy, could be someone people don't care about or care about or whatever it is. God cares about every human being as far as salvation goes. And his arms are open to anybody to come to him and to be saved. And because God so loved the world, He came to make it possible for us to be saved. Amen. Amen. But God didn't come into this world, amen, to condemn it. John 3, 17 said, God sent not His Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be saved. So Jesus didn't come in, uh, amen, just to uh, mop things up and then just close it down and say, okay, this is over. He didn't come to write off the world. He didn't come to pronounce judgment over the world. He came to try to save the world, amen. And as many people as would take him up on his offer to come. He did not come, amen, to condemn this world, amen. And we have a, a great example in the story of the woman who was taken in adultery 
in, in one of the, in the Gospels, uh, in the New Testament. Amen. And so she was uh, humiliated in, in public and brought before Jesus. Amen. And it was more to trip him up than anything else. It was more to cause him, amen, embarrassment. The religious leaders are, were trying to, uh, you know, get him all, uh, you know, embarrassed in public. Amen. And so basically they said, look, the, the Old Testament law said that this woman should be stoned, amen, with stones because of what she did. And what do you say? And so they had him on the spot, so to speak. They had him on his hind legs, so to speak, uh, kind of back a little bit. They thought, amen. And Jesus calmly just went down and he started writing something in the dirt. Amen. And, uh, and they're all going, what's going on here? You know, we're asking you to question now you're, you know, Whiten in the dirt. Amen. But I don't know what he wrote in the dirt. Nobody knows what he wrote in the dirt. Amen. But something he did or something he wrote, because after a while, amen, he's wrote in the dirt. Then he stood back up and he looked and he said, he that is without sin among you, this big old crowd with all the rocks in your hand, ready to pronounce judgment on this woman, amen, who has been taken in this situation. Uh, you know, who, whoever has no sin among you, you get to throw the first stone. Then he went back down, started writing in the dirt again. Amen. And based on what he said and maybe what he wrote, who knows? Amen. From the oldest in that group to the youngest, they start dropping their rocks and walking away. Amen. Because you see, folks, nobody is without sin. Everybody needs a Savior. Everybody needs God's help and His salvation. Everybody needs the blood of Jesus to cleanse. And when Jesus kind of, you know, he stopped writing in the dirt, he looked up and it was just him and the woman. Nobody else was there. It was an empty, big crowd. You know, and all of a sudden, no, nothing. And when Jesus, uh, John 8, 10 said, when Jesus had raised himself up and saw no one but the woman, he said to her, woman, where are those accusers of yours? Has no one condemned you? Amen. And let me tell you something. The only one left in the group that had the right to throw the rock was Jesus because he was the only one without sin among them. But the one who had the right to do it didn't do it because he didn't come to condemn. He came to save. Amen. Praise the Lord. And she said, no, no one, Lord. And Jesus said to her, neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. Praise God. Do you see, he's, a, he's our supreme example of how we should treat other people in our lives, whether it's family, amen, in-laws, outlaws, whatever you call them, amen, people, neighbors, uh, classmates, uh, fellow employees, uh, people that you work, uh, that you live around and, and shop around or whatever, amen. Luke 6, 37 said, Jesus said, judge not and you shall not be judged. Condemn not and you shall not be condemned. Forgive and you shall be forgiven, amen. 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 And, and, and wise is the person that's not a judge. Wise is a person that doesn't sit in a, a seat of condemnation over others. And wise is a person to be quick to forgive others. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. 
because I don't know about you. I don't want to be judged. I don't want to be condemned. I don't want people to hold forgiveness back from me. So I need to do my part. Praise God. So God is not a condemner. He's a convictor. God is not a condemner. He's a convictor. Just like, uh, for, for instance, amen, God is not a tempter, he's a tester. Amen, God does not tempt us to sin. Amen, that's the enemy. The devil has one of his, uh, one of his titles is called the tempter. And he tempted Jesus, he tempted Adam and Eve, he tempted everybody. Amen, that's what he does. He tempts people to sin, but God does not and will not do that, but he will test us. And there's a big difference. So, and in like manner, he's, a, he's not a condemner. He's a convictor because condemnation does not come from God. Condemnation has no love in it. It's harsh. It's judgmental. And it has no mercy. Condemnation comes from the devil. It comes from other people. And it even comes from my own heart. I condemn myself sometimes. Amen. Maybe you condemn yourself sometimes. Amen. But that doesn't come from God. Hallelujah. The 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 devil's also uh, called the accuser of the brethren. And the Bible refers to the condemnation of the devil. Praise God. So the devil is the one that likes to condemn. And other people will try to condemn us. Amen. But we just read in the book of Luke that we should not condemn others. And 1 John 3.20 said, you know, sometime when our heart condemns us and we're overwhelmed and so it's not enough that the devil does it and somebody else does it, but now my own heart's piling on and condemning myself, but I got news for you, some good news, 1 John 3.20, for if our heart condemn us, God is greater than our heart and knows all things. <laughs> Amen. So if your heart condemns you, if the devil condemns you, if somebody else condemns you, you go to Jesus. He's bigger and better, better than all of those things and he'll take care of that because he didn't come to condemn now conviction on the other hand comes from the spirit of God conviction is, is full of grace and love and mercy and forgiveness and patience God uses conviction to speak to us with his still small inner voice in our hearts and our minds to, 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 to tell us, hey, that's not the right way to go. Hey, go this way. Amen. God uses conviction. Amen. On his word, when we read his word and we hide it in our hearts. Amen. That word comes back to our memory when we come to a situation and that conviction is based on love will help us and urge us to go a different direction. Amen. That's what God uses. He uses conviction to knock on the heart's door, our heart's door, and get our attention so that we can show us, He can show us not only a better way to live, but the best way to live. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. This isn't just a better way to live. It's the best way to live. Amen. So His conviction is based on His compassion. Psalms 145 verse 8 said, The Lord is gracious and full of compassion, slow to anger, and of great mercy. So he died on the cross so that every single person would have the opportunity, if they so choose, to be saved. And that's the key. He died for everybody, but only the ones that want it, only the ones that take him up on it, are the ones that are going to be saved. Because he's not willing that any should perish. He desires to have all people to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. 
but they got to want it. See, you see, God is no respecter of persons. He does not show partiality. He does not show favoritism. Amen. And we know in life, amen, there's a lot of partiality. There's a lot of favoritism. Amen. And it's not right, but God doesn't do it. There's no big eyes and little U's in God's kingdom. Amen. He just says, whosoever will, come on. We're all drinking from the same well. We're all drinking from the same river of water of life. Praise God. Amen. So our scripture verse that we read in the beginning, Revelation twenty-two seventeen, the spirit and the bride say, come. Let him that hears say, come. Let him that is a thirst come. Whosoever will, amen, let him take of the water of life freely amen come so that is the word amen that we need to get out to people amen come to jesus praise god come to jesus he paid the price for our sins it's up to us to come it's up to us to get forgiveness from him to get what he wants to give us to get guidance for our lives john six thirty seven. the one who comes to me jesus said i will by no means cast out Amen. In other words, if somebody's coming to him, he's going to he's going to you know listen to him. He's going to receive him and he's going to tell him everything. He's going to you know he's going to give everybody a fair shake. Matthew 11:28, "Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light." Amen. So if you come to him burned down, exhausted in mind and body and spirit, amen, you can leave with the rest for your souls. You can leave with a, a light or a lighter burden and an easier yoke, praise God. Amen. Because many came to him in the Bible and they came one way, amen, and they left a different way, praise God. Amen. The blind man came to him and they, he left seeing, praise God. The deaf man came and he left hearing, praise God. The person that could not speak came to him and he left speaking. The lame man was carried to him and he left carrying his cot with him out the door. Praise God. The demon possessed came to him and they they left delivered and in peace. Amen. The lepers came and they left cleansed. Praise the Lord. So let the brokenhearted come. Let those that are, that are captive in prisons of doubt and fear and anxiety and darkness, hatred and bitterness and the devastating consequences of sin, let them come. Let those whose lives have been reduced to ashes, let them come because God can restore. Let those who mourn and are downtrodden, let them come. Amen. Praise God. Isaiah 61, verse 1 said, He that has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison, amen, to them that are bound. Verse 3, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. So you come to him with ashes and you're leaving with beauty. You come to him with mourning and you're leaving with the oil of joy. You come to him in the spirit of heaviness and you'll leave with the garment of praise. 
Praise God. So I'm preaching about coming as you are, believing the way God wants you to be. And sometimes it's not an overnight proposition. Amen. It takes time. Day by day, I'm being more like Jesus. Day by day, I'm being changed in my life because God loves us. He, he'll, he'll, he, he will not reject anyone coming to him, but he loves us too much to leave us the way we came. Amen. He wants to make us better. He wants to change our lives. The Bible's... Uh, the, 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 not the Bible, but an old song said, said it like this. He saw not what I was. He saw what I could be. Amen. Praise God. Some people on this earth, we try to come and, and get help from somebody and they'll see what we look like now or what we act like now or what we what our past has been up to this point and they say, hit the road, Jack. You're a bad guy. You're a bad girl. Amen. We don't want nothing to do with you, but he saw not what I was. He saw not what I have been. Amen. He saw what I could be by, with his help if I give myself to him. Amen. So we have to want to change. We have to want to be what God wants us to be. Amen. He's going to do 99.9% .9 of the work, but that little percentage that we need to do, we got to do it. Amen. We got to do it first. Amen. God's promises, many of them are conditional. They're based on an if and then kind of a situation and scenario. If you do this, then God does this. If my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways then I will hear from heaven then I will heal their land and then I will forgive their sins if then God help us to do our part the if amen so we don't need religion we need salvation we don't need just a change of behavior we need a new heart amen we don't just need to you know Go, go put a clean pair of clothes over a, a dirty body, so to speak. Say, look, you're a new person. No, I need to be clean. And, I, and, and not just, that's just one example. I'm talking about inside out clean. Amen. So we don't just need a change of behavior. We need a new heart. And God gives it. We might come to him with a heart that's in shambles, a heart that's been broken so many times. Uh, amen. It looks like a jigsaw puzzle when it's put together. All kinds of cracks and crevices. Amen. It's got, you know, you know, duct tape and gorilla glue holding it together. Amen. And that's my heart. But God says, okay, amen. I'm giving you a heart transplant. I'm going to take that one out and give you a new heart. Praise God. Ezekiel 36, 26. A new heart also will I give you and a new spirit will I put within you and I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh and I'll give you a heart of flesh. I'll give you a heart that'll feel again. I'll give you a heart that'll love again. I'll give you a heart. Amen. That has hope again. And, I, and I'm not going to just give you that heart and then leave it all to, to the wolves to get, amen. I'm going to give you that heart and then I'm going to put my spirit inside that new heart. Praise God. And I'll put my spirit within you, verse 27, and cause you to walk in my statutes and you shall keep my judgments and do them. So we need a transformation. That's what we need. Not just It's not just coming... Amen. And, 
and, you know, just following some, some regulations or some rules and, and whatever. No, we need a transformation inside. Romans 12, 2 said, Do not be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Now that word transformed comes from the Greek word metamorpho. Amen. Which we get the English word metamorphosis. Amen. And when the metamorphosis takes place, it's a transformation that you don't even recognize. What is, what's, what's an example of metamorphosis? When a caterpillar turns into a butterfly. Amen. The only thing, if I look real close in the eyes, will I see the eyes of that caterpillar in that butterfly, but nothing else looks like the caterpillar. Amen. That was a complete change or when the little tadpole is in the little uh, pond amen looks like a little fish to me but in a little bit a few months that thing's gonna have legs and gonna be a nice froggy praise god and that frog doesn't look nothing like the tadpole so i'm telling you praise god like the caterpillar and the tadpole we are going to be transformed and god's going to give us some wings god's going to give us some legs to jump amen and we're going to fly and we're going to move. We become a new creation and a, with a new nature. That's what he wants to change. So we come one way, but we leave the way he wants us to be. 2 Corinthians 5.17 Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Amen. Amen. It's a beautiful thing. Praise God. Amen. So it's not just reformation, it's transformation. It's a complete change from the inside out. Amen. And my last verse today, Romans 8.1, we're talking about he's, there's no condemnation. God didn't come to give us condemnation. Romans 8.1 said, There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Amen. Praise God. So I want to get rid of the condemnation and I want to take the, 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 the Spirit of God in, in its place and be in my life. Amen. And there's no condemnation when we are in Christ Jesus. When we say no to our old nature of the old ways and we try to walk after the Spirit. Amen. That word flesh means our old nature, our humanity. Amen. Praise God. And it's, it's, a, it's a goal. It's a desire. It's something to strive for. It's our mission to, to walk day by day for Him. So the key to all this is being in Christ and allowing Christ to be in us. And that's what it's all about, being born again. Being born again. Amen. That's, that's a transformation when you're born again. Praise God. Thursday night we had... A wonderful time here. We had a great lesson. And then right afterward, we baptized Rachel's husband, David, amen, in the name of Jesus. Praise God. And that is transformation. Amen. Born again of the water and the Spirit. That's being born of the water. Amen. And then we seek after the Spirit of God to come and live inside of us. Amen. To protect and Live inside that new heart He gives us when we repent or baptize in His name.
Praise God. Would you stand with me? God is so good. I feel so compelled because my dad mentioned the story of the lepers, and we're familiar that there were ten. But when all ten received their healing, nine went on their way rejoicing, the Bible says, and only one turned back to thank Jesus. When all ten were healed at the same time, the infirmity was healed in their body, but the signs of the leprosy were still there. Leprosy back in the day used to literally take your ear, take your finger, take pieces of your body, your toes, because it deadened your senses, and so you had no idea that you were losing physical pieces of your body. And I feel compelled to tell you today that just like the one that returned back to Jesus, he received whole healing. Yes. The nine went away rejoicing, but they were still missing their ear, but it was okay because they were pronounced clean and they were able to return to their families. But the one that came back and gave the glory to God and rejoiced and praised and worshiped at the feet of Jesus for his healing was made whole. His ear grew back, his toes grew back, his fingers grew back. I don't want to be satisfied with just my infirmity being healed and I go away. I want someone to look at me and go, what do you mean you had cancer? What do you mean you were sick? What do you mean you don't have this organ or that organ? God made me whole. So I don't care if you were healed last year. I don't care if you were healed last month. I don't care if you were healed last week. Do not be satisfied until you are made whole. Do not accept a temporary suspense of your infirmity. Go back and give gratitude and say thank you to the creator of all. Because just like he created you, he can heal you. And he will make you whole in Jesus' name. What an incredible message. Thank you again for joining us on the podcast, and may God bless you.